you're an orchestrator, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Pontificator. Well, good, good. Well, welcome, everybody. This is the B2B go-to-market show with uh, the legendary, the one and only Greg Tapper. How you doing today, Greg? I'm doing awesome, David. Thank you. Thanks, as always, for having me. It's a great show to be on. You are the, you are the Jay Leno, the, the Jimmy Fallon of, uh, of LinkedIn podcasts. <laughs> And I want to thank the legions of people that uh, are are here in the studio today, watching, and the the live uh, group at home. Uh, last time I checked, you know, we were breaking LinkedIn actually um, with the yeah, number we of were. people who were tuning in. I want to thank you for the uh, for the great service back in the green room too, with the co with the coffee that I got. You can't see here with my back. I got coffee. I got everything I need. Is the, the support services in the green room were great. Love it, man. Well, thanks. And yesterday we had coffee in Menlo Park, which was amazing. Yep. And it was so funny. It was two founders both trying to pitch each other the whole time. <laughs> um, I, I love it, man. We we I think we yeah. made a lot of progress there. Yes. ABS, always be selling. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> but I think you won though, because you, you got a way better deal out of it than me. But we'll, Dude, we'll, AI we'll... AI is like it's tough to be the AI. Like who's going to argue with that? I mean, the internet's been done. Yeah, yeah. I'm very bullish I mean, on AI, as you can tell. You know, we're Not running a poll right now, and yeah. um, I'm running a poll on on LinkedIn and ask. I, you know, you inspired me to ask the question. Um, you know, if you had a, a version of Jarvis, you know, that was avail available to you right now, would you mm -hmm. take it? And I think we've gotten like almost a hundred votes and it's predominantly like 80% yes. Cool. Do they, do they want the suit too? Cause we can't build them the suit yet. I want the suit. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't remember the, the other one was um, uh, the, the glasses that, that Spider-Man had in the movie. And that one's called Edith. Yeah. yeah Edith is even cooler than Jarvis. So. Yeah. Yeah. Edith sounds smarter. Jarvis sounds like kind of like a helper. He sounds almost like a butler. Edith sounds yeah. smart. Sounds like a, she sounds like a bookworm. Yeah. <laughs> so predominantly people would want something oh, like, like that. I mean, if they, if they okay. just a snap decision from a tiny, um, you know, control group. And I want to talk about that. I, I, I want to talk about, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the applications for AI in sales. But I got a couple mm -hmm. of questions for you before we start. We, we're talking go to market, yeah. B2B go to market mm -hmm. with an expert. Um, X McKenzie, mm -hmm. X Topo, mm -hmm. now starting Pattern mm -hmm. Pattern AI. Um, mm -hmm. I want to get your initial uh, thoughts on Elon Musk and what's going on over at Twitter. Mm -hmm. From from your oh, perspective, okay, we're going, we're doing we're doing open here. Okay, we're doing an open question. Just like what are my thoughts about totally Elon open. Musk? <laughs> okay, <laughs> totally uh, open. Me up a little bit here. Okay. But from so, your from um, your perspective and what you've seen and what you know about it, um, mm -hmm. looking at it from you've been an employee for a long time, and mm -hmm. now you, you're starting a company as a founder of a company. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on what he's doing and how he's you know running the company? So a couple thoughts on Elon himself, just kind of set some context, which is important. And then how he's doing, maybe kind of as a as a benchmark for you know leadership and CEOs and people like that. So I think 
Elon has demonstrated that he's quite a you know big thinker and visionary and somebody who you know they say will just run through brick walls to get things done. I mean, he's like you know he wants to fly to Mars. He's built this amazing electric um, electric company, really not just electric cars, but the cars what we typically see and just you know satellites and the whole thing. And um, to be that kind of person, you need to have you need to be a free thinker. You need to be an independent thinker. You need to not you cannot play by other people's rules in order to do really big, exciting things, right? Because generally speaking, rules are by definition meant to limit us. And so um, he doesn't play by standard rules. I don't think he's unethical, so I don't mean that. I just mean he doesn't play by the standard rules of how we do business, which is, okay, everybody, we're going to make, you know, work at home. You know, we're going to try to do three, two, we're going to do 80, 20, what everybody's, you know, the, you know, BTO now is, you know, all the, the buzzwords yeah. coming around about that. And his approach is really just, you know, just come in with an ax and just kind of, you know, put it down on the, on the desk and say, this is how we're going to do things. And I think when it comes to, so you need to be a free thinker. He's definitely a free thinker. He's a big thinker. And that's just kind of his personality. Now let's go into like the tactical kind of views of like, you know, how a CEO typically would, and a leader more specifically, typically would behave. And then, you know, what's, what's he, how's he kind of tracking against that? So you know, I'm quite sure that over Twitter, there are a lot of people working from home who are for sure WFH right now. And the bosses are like, hey, come on. This is like back in Yahoo when they, you know, um, you know, I was, I'm friends with some of the senior executives over there. I'm like, they came in, they made all these people come home. There were people on the payroll that people didn't even know uh, were working at Yahoo. And they literally had another job at ABC company and they were like on the Yahoo payroll. And it's unfortunate, but people take advantage of that. But I'm pretty sure I'm 100% certain that there are people at Twitter who suddenly were just like hiding in a corner, making a whole bunch of money well into the six figures, not doing a whole lot, if anything at all. And suddenly somebody comes in and says, wait a minute, this is bull. Okay, we're going to stop that. And everybody's going to come back to the office. And we're going to be productive and do that kind of stuff. And for those people, it's very jarring and it's very disruptive. And I think that that is, uh, they have a right to sort of be upset about that. But on the other hand, he has a right to say, hey, come on, let's get real here, right? Now, the second part of that is typically you might do it with a little bit more of a diplomatic hand and tell people, you know, start with the why, you know, why this matters. And I think he's kind of, kind of said that, but it's been much more kind of the heavy handed this is going to happen. No questions asked. You need permission from me, you know, and all that kind of stuff instead of, hey, OK, let's talk about why we need to be in, in office. And it's kind of the, the more, you know, statesman like, you know, CEOs and so on, you know, Tim Cook or people like that. He comes to mind because they're kind of battling that over at Apple. It's kind of like, look, you know, collaboration happens, you know, internally in teams. I personally think that relationships are built better there. I think people talk too much. I think we're, we over index on collaboration and these water cooler, these kind of like, you know, these light bulb moments where the lightning strikes and two people at the water cooler come up with like the next big, you know, Chrome browser. That doesn't happen quite as much as these CEOs and executives like us to believe. That's actually not, in my view, why this BTO and why backed office really matters. By the way, our company is, is remote entirely, not just remote first. You can go work at WeWork. You can go work, you know, whatever. But um, if you want to work at home, you can. We just hire good people and say, you know, here's where we're going and go execute on that. Right. But. The real thing and what I would coach anybody who, especially the younger generation who, you know, if you're in your like early 20s, especially, and this is kind of like your first exposure to the work world is build relationships. I mean, there's one thing that, that you know, and I know, like I can, 
you know, I always say to people, and I don't mean this in an arrogant way. It's actually, it's a, it's a point of kind of, you know, great pride and, and, uh, enjoy. I'm probably two phone calls away from most anybody in the Valley, right? I have an amazing network of deep personal relationships that can connect me with anybody through anybody else. And I'm one phone call away from, you know, a great majority of, you know, people in the Valley here who are senior and, you know, uh, high people, uh, up here and on the status poll here in the Valley here. Why? Cause I build relationships like you and I, we went and had coffee. Are people having coffee? Are they doing that over Twitter? Well, maybe not, but you can, if you go back to the office and people aren't doing that. So hmm. big thinker, uh, probably a little heavy handed, but the idea is right. Like if you want to build a great company, build relationships, have ideas flowing, you know, work with people, collaborate. And that's really possible when you go back to the office. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, the, the, um, the why behind the decisions that he's making and the way that he's communicating that, I think that that's something that's really important in that um, if people understood how dire the situation was that, that he walked into, then they would have a better understanding about the moves that he's making and, and why he's suddenly holding everyone accountable and stuff like that. But it seems mm -hmm. like he, he did it in a way where it, it was just it was all about him and and his reputation versus laying out the the context of hey if we don't do this we're gonna die basically as a company I mean it, it's you know, <laughs> they might die anyway um, yeah you know, I mean Twitter <laughs> so let me so, let me talk this a little bit more briefly about. Um, my thoughts on Twitter for a second here. Twitter provides, as you know, as Elon and others would say, a really important kind of town square environment for people to meet. However, the product hasn't really evolved in a decade, right? It's up there with some of these other tech companies that are they're big, but their product looks the same. And I don't think, secondly, that there should be one town square. I think, you know, can there be other places that people meet? And we'll almost certainly see startups and entrepreneurs have you know, generally good knack for like, well, there's a big inefficiency there. And I think if I were doing what I'm doing, I would look very seriously at going after Twitter and just taking them down because I think Twitter is to me, I don't like Twitter generally as a platform. I don't find to get as much value out of it. I get more engagement on LinkedIn, for example. But if you could kind of bring Twitter and LinkedIn closer together, make that more of an experience to be better. But I think Twitter in its current state, whether it's Elon or somebody else, needs to evolve. I think it's amazing that you can hear from you know, dictators and, you know, in, you know, hostile nations who can sit there on this public platform and talk, you know, to everybody and have their point of view heard. And I think that's valuable, right? Sometimes, sometimes it's not, but like, but it needs to be a better product for that kind of conversations to happen. It needs to be cleaned up so that we get rid of a lot of the garbage there, the bots and all these other things. And the stuff that Elon is kind of attuned to, it's a yeah. valuable product, but it's, it's an old outdated product that probably needs to either disrupt itself or be disrupted by some enterprising entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, maybe that's one of the things that he's doing. And the, the other quick thing is that that um, there was all these dire warnings that if you laid off, you know, 80% of the company or whatever, that the whole thing would just implode and it just wouldn't work anymore. And, and you remember back in the day, it used to crash all the time. They had actually the fail whale. Do you remember that? Um, this is I like uh, right my friend, Twitter. my friend. Mike Abbott, who was VP of engineering there uh, early yeah. on, was you know the guy who kind of created that and kind of helped save Twitter from you know completely crashing. He's over at Apple now. But, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, and and I remember it. what what 
ended up happening was that it still works. It, it looks the same as a user. It, like to your point, maybe too much of the same. It's it's been that way for yeah. the last ten years. But yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 it's. It, I think that a lot of and you've probably seen this, but a lot of CEOs out there are saying, "Wait a minute." Like we, they, they just laid off, you know, eighty percent of the company, and the the it still works fine. It's it's the same. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on that. But yeah, I do have perspectives on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, and we were talking yesterday about the layoffs that are happening, and mm -hmm. and it's it's almost like a like a self perpetuating you know uh, machine mm -hmm. in that you see these big companies laying people off and, and they're, they're able to drive these efficiencies. And so that everybody wants to do it, you know, it's like a herd mentality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, next thing, you know, we're potentially in a recession. So. Yeah. Well, people, I learned this, I've learned this over the, you know, you, I think you said you've been in three of these cycles before we've, we've had a few of them, probably more than that. Yeah. But like the big one was 2001. You and I both remember that I was pretty early in my career back then, but anyway, 2001, 2008, um, and then this. And people say, oh, this is bigger than 2008. I don't know what's happening. I, I do know that a lot of smart people are saying, we kind of hear both. There's, you know, like there's, you know, something bad's coming, there's a storm brewing, there's that. And there's some people saying, oh, we could come in for a soft landing and things can be okay, right? We don't know. 2008, if anybody remembers that, if anybody who's kind of of age here was kind of in the workforce and had it, you know, I, you know, was gainfully employed, like, well, we were worried that the entire financial system was going to collapse, that 2008 was far worse than anything we're seeing. This isn't even, this is like, well, it could be a recession. I'm not sure. It could be, I don't know, soft landing. But like nobody in 2008 was saying, there's going to be soft landing. And that's just like, you know, the train hit, you know, ran off the tracks and it was, it was literally a train wreck. And like senior financial bankers in place were saying, go to your bank and start withdrawing cash from the bank. In case banks collapse, you'd have some money. Like nobody's going to the bank now and secretly withdrawing cash, you know, in case the system collapses. This is not like that. So just to give some perspective, mm -hmm. I was there in 2008. It doesn't even feel like 2001. 2001, like you could drive down the 101, you could drive 120 up the 101 and not even see another car. Like it just completely just ghost town. If you remember that back yeah. in the day, it was like yeah. it took you an hour to go five miles in like 99. 2001 came, you could drive 120 miles an hour and not even see anybody, right? It, it was just turning into ghost town. But the people who were smart, yeah. you know, stuck around and said, hey, this tech thing's really big. And by the way, tech was really just getting started back in the 90s. It's not like today, it's a it's a mass market industry. But yeah. one, the other point I want to make was a lot of these companies, they can kind of use that doom and gloom perspective to say, well, you know, boy, things are looking bad. Let's get rid of, you know, I don't know, 15,000 people, 11,000 yeah. people. Now, if you're you know, a guy like you or me, you're sitting here going, well, geez, that's uh, can we get them at a reasonable price now? That's not like, you know, eight hundred thousand dollars in free massages and, you know, valet <laughs> parking like, you, you know, we can't compete against that. Right. And they can. Yeah. So they just let all these people go. Um, and then the third thing I want to say about this is interesting. It's not just that they, yeah. they use it as an excuse. But the myth of the stable company. Right. This is not yeah. Japan of the 19, you know, 50s or 60s. And you're going to have lifelong employment with, you know, Nippon Telegraph and, you know, telephone or whatever. Right. That It's a myth. And anybody yeah. who's out there listening, we get these people who like, you know, I reach out to people. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always I'm head of HR, too. So I'm always recruiting. I'm like, hey, reach out to people. I'm like, hey, we're doing cool things. 
check us out. Even come work with us. I was on a podcast recently about recruiting great people. And, you know, a couple people replied and they said, oh, you know, you're too early. You know, I, there's too much risk in an early stage startup. I'm going to go work for a big company. And I don't reply because I don't have the, the bandwidth. But I'm just like, thank you for telling me that because you're naive. Because, you know, yeah. go that tell that to the 15,000 people at Facebook who are like saying Christmas is coming up and they have no job in a market mm -hmm. where there could be a big recession. They're not likely not going to get hired in the next two to three months because people are freezing. They're hiring. What are those people going to do? I'm not saying I feel bad for them. I'm just saying that like, hey, you chose to work at a big company versus a high growth startup. Like we're not net downsizing people. We're net upsizing. Like we're growing like you are, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't you go to a startup where you can have impact and grow and you're not going to get downsized because, you know, somebody's going to use the backdrop of recession to get rid of you. There's a myth out there. And I'd like to dispel that myth to anybody who's naive enough to, you know, to believe what the big corporate titans are telling you about the stable company so they can benefit themselves with, you know, recruiting. Yeah. Well, it's true. I, I know. And, and some of the, some of the best companies, the biggest success in five years start today, you know, um, during these big, you know, layoff and recessionary periods, there's suddenly all this talent and, and uh, some of the best companies are, are born during these harder time periods. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, in the next five years, what comes out of this. And, and one of the things, I mean, the, the, that you're working on, and like I mentioned, we, we ran the poll that, um, you know, the, the AI is, is starting to come to the point where it's, it's, it's crazy how useful and, and, and the, the gains that have, are being made. It's almost like we're at a tipping point, hopefully not at the singularity, you know, when <laughs> the computers can think for us and things like that. But I mean, as the application that you found toward, um, you know, sales and 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 um, you know, using it to to analyze your data, it's the this could be the time right now when AI really breaks out. Well, what's interesting is is when I was an analyst back in, um, and I just posted this, <coughs> our conversation on LinkedIn here. For anybody who's going to follow along with this, when I was an analyst way back early on, when you know the PR people come up to me from like you know big tech companies and they say, "Okay, this is the year of video conferencing. This is the, mm. this is the year." And this is like when I was an analyst way back when doing like analyzing Dragon Dictate, which <laughs> IBM bought, and like you know Dragon Dictate was like this little application. You, you go to like Staples and you download the software on your computer and you would dictate with this big headset, right? It was like. You know, that was dictated. That was like 2000, 1998 yeah. or something, right? Yeah. So they are. Uh, Nuance yeah. bought them. My, my friend Paul Ritchie was a CEO over Nuance. Anyway, so everybody would call and they'd be like, okay, we want you to put out, you know, this analyst report saying this is the year of video conferencing. This is the year of voice recognition software, right? And I remember saying to them, and I would always, this is my stock and trade line, was like, there is no year of dot, 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 yeah. right? Technology is constantly innovating. So you could say this is a breakout year for AI, and I don't mean to diminish your comment. It is a, it is a big breakout. We've had these amazing you know, developments with these transformer models like from Google over the past, I mean, literally just five years or so. GPT models have come out here, GPT-3, everybody knows about Dolly. So there's a lot of excitement about this, and they're really pretty incredible. But like, it's nothing compared to what's going to happen next year and then the year after. And we're really on this logarithmic growth curve in terms of innovation is going to happen with AI and anybody. And I tell this to people who interview with us and so on as we do our recruit. 
anybody who would, who's, you know, who's not like in the last, say, five years of their career, but even then, hey, you know, enjoy the last, you know, couple minutes of, you know, of your career wave here. But like anybody who's not thinking about artificial intelligence, because it's real. I mean, you should see the stuff we're working on. Like, look at them like, this is spooky <laughs> how powerful this stuff is. But anybody who's not thinking about AI as the backdrop of their career over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years is missing out on one of the most exciting transformational developments in human history, for sure. I mean, this is bigger than, I keep saying on all these podcasts, I'm on wherever, it's bigger than the internet. So it's it's happening this year, yes. It's gonna happen next year, but it's gonna keep you know growing logarithmically. Yeah, and, and, and you know, to your point, it's like, it, Zoom is a perfect example because there there was um, Web Connect or something. I can't remember what the name of the the old one was. That 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 um, you know we had video conferencing and it was very chunk clunky and it, it you had to download all yeah. this stuff and then it crashed. Yeah. And and then yeah. Zoom. You remember Zoom? like getting into the meeting rooms and people were like, <laughs> it was just setting the cameras and things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. Zoom came out and it was like, oh, okay, here's another one of these things, you know, that, that, mm -hmm. I mean, nobody's going to want to use that. And then COVID, you know, hit and suddenly, mm -hmm. you know, Zoom hockey sticked out of the, out of the park or whatever, had <laughs> a mixed mm -hmm. metaphor, but, mm -hmm. yeah, but you got your analogies, right? Yeah. I guess something like that. But, but yeah. the point I'm trying to make is that, that, it was a convergence of things that you can't really, mm -hmm. you know, it's not yeah. like, an analyst could sit down and write a report that 2020 is going to be the year of video conferencing. If they didn't know that there was going to be yeah. COVID yeah. and Zoom's technology mm -hmm. was ready and everybody was ready to do that, you know? So mm -hmm. it should be interesting. You know, I think um, with, when you think about AI, especially cause we're talking go to market, right? So mm -hmm. how, mm -hmm. how, you know, one of the comments in the poll that I made was, um, <clears throat> Hey, we're. It was one of the one of the software vendors came on and said, "Hey, we're doing this already." And I looked at at what they were doing, and it was basically you would have sort of a wingman on a sales call with you who was AI powered and giving you advice as you're talking to a customer, and mm -hmm. and I mean stuff like that. That's that's like amazing if, if it works correctly yeah. right? you don't want well, them giving you bad advice I'll have, to, I'll have to go to the comments and go see who that company is i know most of the companies i might even know yeah. the people doing that um, yeah and there's, a, you there's know, a little bit of an over promise in there are, yeah mm -hmm. well i just want to say that there's a little bit of an over, it's it's a great idea i can just say that that problem is actually a little beyond our reach right now um as a market I mean, if this company, I'm, I know pretty much all these companies in the space, but like they're probably in the right path. They're certainly competitor to us in that sort of sense. We're doing actually different things than that, but you know, they're close enough yeah. where I'd say probably competitor, but they'll probably, maybe they're either they're experienced entrepreneurs who are just telling a smoke and mirror story or they're young entrepreneurs who don't have the context of history to say, this is actually going to be two to three innovations away in the market, like big complex innovations from being able to do that. But that's the right idea. I mean, at, at the end of the day, yeah. we probably all will have a Jarvis. We'll all have an Edith. I'd have to go check back and see what Edith is. We will have self-driving cars. But like, as you look at Elon Musk, I mean, the Teslas, I don't have a Tesla, but you know, all my friends do. But like, you know, a Tesla is like, it's like, you know, autopilot. It's not autopilot quite yet. It's kind of like cruise control on steroids, but it doesn't like mm -hmm. drive you around and 
you know, and do all these things quite like the promises out there in the market and the media and the press one. It's basically, you can turn it off, you can kind of check your email relatively safely, but we're a few years away from these things happening, right? Yeah. Uh, but AI as a, yeah. as a technology is, is extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, I, and, you know, it makes me think like um, the, I I can test drive a lot of tools that, that people are doing it and it to support um, pipeline generation and, and revenue generation and stuff like that. And, not, you know, as you're talking, I, I, I think of it and it's like the, the promise is always you just sort of set it up, give us your parameters, set it up. Here's who you want to talk to press play and then it's sort of running in the background thinking for you mm -hmm. and it'll just mm -hmm. serve mm -hmm. up these ready to ready to uh you know uh deliver sales leads for example and oh, so that's okay. that maybe like generating yeah. content yeah. yeah yeah i mean well stuff like that that sounds amazing but in practice yeah. and this yes, isn't a right. knock on anybody but in practice you get the reports back and it's like you know, um, Johnny's kitten uh, hospital in Idaho or something like that. And yeah, my, yeah. I, I'm from Idaho, so I, I know Johnny's kitten hospital. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I know Johnny. Yeah. Um, it's funny. <laughs> I really just look like, at myself. I'm looking at these leads. Like, they're like these guys. Yeah. I'm like, that's not it's our not ICP. There. Yeah. You still yeah, have to have right. a human being uh, go through and go, Okay, these leads are pretty good, but but obviously yeah, we yeah. we don't sell to them, 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 or them, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's a ways to go. I mean, I think, yeah. yeah so yeah. in in a in a perfect world, it was like what we were talking about yesterday, and that you know you you can work together side by side with the AI. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. You know, you, yeah. And it's not going to be you know 100 perfect, but you're working together as a team to achieve the the goal that you're trying to do versus um, it's just a plug and play, press a button and it solves yeah, all your yeah. problems. That's kind of well, how it's being worked. <clears throat> let's also look at the fact, let's look at a couple market data points here, right? It sounds like we got some competitor on who's like, first of all, astroturfing our podcast, the podcast that I'm worked so hard to be a guest on here. And he's like spamming the podcast saying, we do that, classic. But anyway, um, it's okay. So, <laughs> oh, you uh, know, I can't but, see the comment here. Yeah, it's okay. comment. but take a look at the um, take a look at the market developments here to see just how far we are from innovations. Like these really smart companies, like say Microsoft. Microsoft just cut Cortana, right? And like, and these were smart people, you know, building Cortana. And Cortana came from you know came from um, I forget what the video game was. Um, was it World of Warcraft? I forget which one it was. Where um sergeant whatever his name was uh master sergeant master chief whatever i'm not a gamer so i don't remember but 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 i remember cortana was like this you know ai robot who would be like there to kind of kind of watch your back and they built that because they're like hey i want this right and, and i think everybody wants that and they're right but it's just very hard to do they cut it down look at alexa i mean they just cut ten thousand people from alexa alexa is probably yeah. one of two of the best you know, sort of digital assistants out there, the other one being Siri, you know, you could throw in yeah. Google Assistant. If you really want to get brave, you can throw in Samsung Vic Bixby, as you and I talked about yesterday. I don't know what happened to Bixby. I think he's gone. Um, but like they cut down, they basically just turned off Alexa, right? They're just dialing it way back. 
So, yeah. you know, if you're an entrepreneur, I guess right. that means that maybe, you know, delivering brown boxes is better than, you know, building, you know, smart voice assistants to turn on the music and, and you know, tell you the weather, right? So there are some interesting indicators in the market that would suggest that we still have some work to do to bring this stuff to, you know, to prime time. Yeah. Yep. And that's okay. So uh, wrapping up, um, wh when are you going to tell us about the, 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 the product that's coming out? From pattern, um, I, can, I can't. I can actually neither, neither confirm, confirm nor deny, or deny. The of, a, of a new product that's coming out. Um, okay. Well, first of all, we have a lot of recent announcements that we announced to our uh, users and to our uh, investors recently. Um, yeah. We have a. We're constantly innovating, as we should, as we have, as our mandate, as a uh, as a startup, and so we have uh, we have some very exciting new product developments coming up in the next month or so. We could release them today, but they're just a little bit early for our taste to kind of put out there in the market. And then clearly we have a lot of competitors that are like nipping at our heels here, you know, including joining our podcast and astroturfing us, but uh, hey, whatever. So <laughs> what does astroturfing mean? I don't know. Is that some marketing word where you like, you have people go in there and they just try to pretend like there's somebody they're not, you know, or they're not really technically astroturfing, but like, you're like, this is a great product. I use it every day. And they're like in the reviews and, you know, it's a PR team at some company, right? I'm using that because it's such a great word. What, who cares what it means? It's a great word. <laughs> there have been, and just in the final minute here, there's been there, yeah. a side topic, but there's been great uh, advancements in AstroTurf since we were kids. I mean, do you remember really how happened. bad? It's amazing. AstroTurf it was, was a nightmare. It was, old, it was, it was really tired. thin. Yeah, and now it's padded yeah. and thick, and you know you fall on it; it yeah. doesn't even hurt. So, there's um, innovation. Well, Look, there's innovation all over the place. If you if you want to be an entrepreneur, yeah. I think we tend to over-index on software and AI because it's cool. AI is really hard, by the way. Um, it's not easy to build AI applications, and as a, you know, and I'd be happy to call talk with anybody who wants to do that, uh, who wants to do it, um, or invest in it, or whatever. It's hard to do. I think we make it generally look a little bit easier because we, you know, we're pretty good at executing, but it's really hard to build these AI applications and solve specific, there's a million problems to solve out in the world. You know, it'd be great to see people who don't really love software, but you know, but they think like they should be in software to go out and do like other cool things like solve, you know, like the water problem is a really big problem. If things are getting drier, like you can go down to Lake Mead and they're like finding bodies from like, you know, you know, That's the Nevada right. desert, like droughts yeah. are happening. How are you going to solve yeah. for that? Now they're putting AstroTurf in all these places because Lake Mead is totally dried up. So in Arizona, in places and uh, in Nevada, they're mandating you have to have astroturf. Well, somebody should go solve the water problem, and that means people are going to get clean drinking water. There's a lot of big social problems to solve out there that are not quite, yeah. you know, as cool as like software. But anyway, are we running um, out of time already? This goes too fast. We are. Fast. I know it goes by fast, and you know, we'll 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 um, dive in. I had like five more things I wanted to ask you, Greg, um, but. Uh, you know, I appreciate you coming on. You know, my responses are always long. So you got to like, you got to have like two things. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. We'll yeah. do this again soon. I look forward to it. Maybe next week. All right. Thanks, Dave. Right. Thanks for having Thanks, me on. Greg.